Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We're back at you here in the late January part of the calendar, and it's the three of us as usual. I am Illegal86, and I am joined by my good friend, Nerd Bomber. Hello, hello, everybody. And my also good friend, Tectic. Going with the 90s, what's up? Oh, bringing back the, that was Budweiser, wasn't it? That was, was a scary Bud movie. Or, or Bud, I don't know. I thought it was Budweiser. It was the commercial. It, it was in the movie, though, because they put it in the movie. I remember that. But it was originally a commercial where they're all like on the phone. Man, commercials. Well, good commercials coming up next week. I'm going to talk about that on my vlog, though. We're not talking about that today. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl today. So if that's why you're here, you might as well go somewhere else. Don't leave, though. We'd love to have you stay here because we're going to be talking about a number of other things. Uh, we're going to be talking about the postponement of a League of Legends tournament. We're going to be talking about these Atari hotels that are set to pop up in the United States sometime in the near future. But of course, we should start with probably the biggest news that, that existed over the weekend. I think Sunday is when it broke. Of course, we're talking about the untimely death of Kobe Bryant. For those that don't know, first of all, sorry to be breaking this news to you, but... Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and I believe six other people were on board a helicopter headed to Kobe's daughter's travel travel basketball game when it crashed in foggy conditions in Calabasas, California, and all eight people uh, were unfortunately killed. So we just we figured it would be appropriate to start off the episode just kind of talking about that and, and processing it because uh, what we're seeing now is a lot of people processing it in different ways. Most people, you know, it's obviously an outpouring of support for Kobe Bryant's family and just realizing uh, all the good he did, not just for the sport that he played, but for kind of kind of his community in general. So I'm not I'm not a huge basketball fan myself. I don't have the strongest personal personal connection to Kobe Bryant. But again, it, it's clear hearing all these things, just how big of an impact that he made. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think you guys watch a whole lot of basketball either but so for me one thing that was surprised when kind of looking into everything that he's been involved in was our generation basically grew up with Kobe Bryant with the amount of kind of different cartoons he was involved in different tv shows that he guest starred in and it really kind of takes takes me back on on everything that he was a part of beyond just his basketball career. I, for one, watched a lot of a show called The Proud Family. I thought it was awesome. He was, was involved I, in The Proud Family? Yeah, he was even on that. Like that That's the kind of shocking things that, that a lot of people are coming to realize is, is how many different aspects he contributed in, in pop culture beyond just basketball. Yeah, I mean, he... he I, I You know, I'm, I'm not a basketball fan now, but when I was younger... I, I I kind of played basketball. I didn't do it with a school or anything. This was when I was like six or seven years old. We had a hoop in front of my house and I collected basketball cards. And that aspect of it, I was really, really into. And at the time, I think Space Jam had come out recently and, and Michael Jordan was like, he was the guy. But he was kind of the fading star. He was on his way out as far as I remember it. And Kobe Bryant was kind of next man up in terms of like, he was the NBA superstar for... I don't know how long. I guess in, until LeBron came around is probably when he was he was you know the biggest deal. And, and of course now we're seeing one thing I saw uh, today was a, a petition, uh, one of those change.org things I think, talking about how they should replace the existing NBA logo with a silhouette of him. And that's kind of indicative of, of it seems like how important he was to to the sport. But you're right that he he contributed to pop culture in general in a lot of other ways. And 
I saw another uh, tweet talking about how, you know, ever since I was a little kid, when you would, you know, have to throw some trash in a garbage can or something, Kobe. you would shoot it and you would say Kobe. And that was like, it was a thing and people still do it. And, and this tweet, the, the general premise of it was like, we should keep doing that, you know, because people still do it, even though he's been retired for, I think, a couple of years now. I mean, and, that, that was yeah. always my biggest takeaway. Like, again, I, I was not a big basketball fan, but Kobe Bryant was just a very inspirational athlete. And even his outward appearance, I mean, a lot of athletes, I mean, some deservedly so, like they're cocky. They, they give off an attitude that like they deserve to be where they're at. And Kobe Bryant, he always preached in all of his interviews and everything like, yeah, he worked hard to get there and basically said, like, if you work hard, you'll be able to achieve your achieve your dreams. And I think that was one of my biggest takeaways and why he was such an impactful superstar, not just in basketball, but why he became a household name, even for people like us who weren't really invested in basketball at all. I mean, I'm looking on my Instagram feed and honestly, athletes who aren't even in the realm of basketball, I'm looking at NHL players, baseball players, any kind of athlete, even if it was just a high school sports, like they were so inspired by Kobe Bryant. And even the works that he did to give back to the communities and even how great of a dad he seemed to be. Like, he always seemed very involved with his daughters. I think, what was it, a few weeks ago, there was even that video clip of him with his daughter at a basketball game. And he was taking the time to explain to her something. I don't think there was any audio associated with the video, but you could just see how much he cared for his daughter and the connection that they had. So it's a very sad loss, I think, both for the greater community as a whole, because, I mean, I think everyone was pretty much inspired by Kobe Bryant and what he was able to achieve and it's just a very sad day and my heartfelt thoughts go out to his family because I mean not only did they lose Kobe but they lost his daughter as well Gianna was also on the flight and I could not imagine being in his wife's position right now that would just be such a heartbreaking day yeah and and I I mean it's it it is telling in terms of him being a family man you know he was going to his daughter's travel game and, and you know they I think he was close to all of his daughters, but I think those two were especially close and shared, shared a very strong bond. But yeah, you know what, what you're saying, you know, I've seen athletes from every sport and, and also just people in general. I mean, I mean the fact that we're, none of us are basketball fans. I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched an NBA game. I'm not sure if I've ever watched one from start to finish, but here we are talking about him, you know, like that, that just shows how big of an impact he had not just in his sport, but in, in the athletic community in general. And, and I'm inclined, you know, to, to draw parallels based on the fact, based on just how great he was. And the fact that he was 41 years old, think about people like Tom Brady's even older than he is, but, but think about people like Tom Brady, think about people like Peyton Manning, you know, that for, for me, football is, is like, that's my sport. So like, I'm inclined to draw parallels like that to like what if these guys this was to happen to them and you know that would obviously be a huge loss as well but th- there's also not a whole lot of comparing that can be done to a guy like Kobe Bryant who, who like you said people kids idolized him and probably will continue to do so another thing that I want to mention though is, and I don't want to like call, I don't think I could call out any specific news agencies if I could but the when I was first hearing about this I don't know if you guys had a similar experience but there was just so much irresponsible reporting that was going that was surrounding this you know like oh yeah i i i saw at one point that like he was on the helicopter with all four of his daughters and like rick fox i don't even know who rick fox is but his name was flying around too and they would they would say like four people died kobe and his four daughters and it was like that's five people like like 
facts clearly were not straight and people were just looking to get the scoop before anybody else. Well, I want to say one of the police departments actually called out TMZ because TMZ broke the news of his death before they they even got a chance to tell his family, which I understand that they're a business, I guess. But at the same time, you have to have some kind of human decency. If yeah. like, what a terrible way to find out if you're his wife and you, you see that on the news that has to just be gut wrenching. You don't even get to see that from someone face to face. You just read about it on the news. And like, it was all over the place in an instant. I honestly, I thought it was kind of a hoax at first when it was trending. Cause I was like, Oh, people were he, hoping it was. Yeah. I was like, he's 41 years old. Like it's Kobe Bryant. There's no way this is real. And then as the news lingered and it just sat and more sources confirmed it it obviously became true but like that's a terrible way to find out and i i like i said i, I understand that the news is a business at this point but you have to have some sort of human decency at some point you see that's kind of tmz's brand at this point unfortunately i don't think anyone really likes tmz they're just they're an entity that like you said they get by on on how quickly they can break things but it, it, another interesting thing that you just said like psychologically there's something to that to, to, to seeing the news about kobe bryant and not wanting to not wanting to believe it or just refusing to believe it because i think there's an argument to be made that a lot of us see professional athletes especially ones of his stature as kind of bulletproof you know but like it was just it was so hard to piece together and i was i was actually sitting in a laundromat and i heard a couple people talking about it and i was like that has to be that can't be real and i looked it up on my phone and you know of course it was real and it was just yeah that's an especially mind-boggling part of it i think is that i think we see athletes on a on a plane of existence above our own sometimes so that made it all the more all the more challenging but um like you said uh our our hearts obviously go out to his wife vanessa and his entire family i can't everybody who was on on that helicopter because there were a handful of other people i mean just a terrible tragedy yeah it's terrible at least one of gianna's teammates was on the helicopter so yeah it's just it's a tough time for everyone i I know um i've seen that people people are already looking into the pilot and like people are wondering why the helicopter was even in the air because apparently like the calabasas police department like the sheriff's department their helicopters had been grounded because of the weather and this helicopter was still flying people are i I heard that the company was being investigated the company that made the helicopter so there's just there's a lot swirling around right now without any any real detail to it but it seems like the bottom of it will be reached at some point regardless but yeah like you said you know heartbreaking and, and obviously heartbreaking for for his wife to hear about it the way that she did but but also in general even if she had heard about it through the proper channels I just, I can't imagine what, what she and the rest of, of that family are going through right now. So yeah, we can, we can move on from that, but just felt it was appropriate to take a few minutes to, to talk about it. Let's talk about some, something equally uplifting. Let's talk about uh, the cancellation of a League of Legends tournament. So um, there were two esports events that were scheduled to take place in China, actually. Um, and they, of course, have been postponed due to the impending well, i shouldn't say impending it's ongoing uh, coronavirus outbreak which is really the other thing besides the kobe bryant story that's really dominating the news cycle right now it, it it's precautionary but it's it league of legends pro league has postponed week two of its 2020 season until uh, and this is a quote it can ensure the safety of safety and health of our players and fans 
seems like the commentators are leaving the country. No one involved is showing any symptoms of the virus. It seems like it's mostly precautionary. But this felt like another this felt like another avenue by which we could talk about this other big thing that's going on right now, which is this coronavirus outbreak and 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 how scary it is. Twenty twenty, man. Twenty twenty is starting off in Rough the heaviest shape. the heaviest way possible. I mean, it's just it's brutal, and we're not even out of out of January yet. So yeah, I mean, I we we just got as we're recording this the update just came in the infection numbers are above 8000 now i believe the death toll is up in the 130s i don't want to turn this into a public service announcement i don't know if you guys have any, have anything more you want to say about this i mean just for if we have any listeners in asia or in any of the countries that have been affected just be smart not to obviously you don't want to fear monger in a situation like this it's a terrible virus that's been going around I mean, they're comparing it to SARS and MERS. It's in the same family as those diseases when that happened. I, I would honestly say, like, we're in the midst of flu season. I, w- I would take precautions as you would if it you were going out and you knew people had the flu. I mean, make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you try to stay away from sick people if they're hacking all over the place. I mean, it, it looks like it's a... I feel honestly terrible for the people of China. This is a terrible thing that's going on right in one of their what should be the happiest times of year the, with the Lunar New Year. Right, the Lunar New Year. I mean, this is just a terrible tragedy to see these people sick, to see the hospitals overworked and the hospital workers overworked and just not being able to take care of the sick people. But yeah, it, it, it's not great. Personally, I mean, you just have to stay clean and hope for the best if you're not in China. Like right now, we're all based in the United States so far, there's only five cases as of when we're recording this, and they're all in isolation. So you just got to cross your fingers and hope that it doesn't spread further. But kind of scary stuff, man. If you do suspect that you you might have it, do the courteous thing and just kind of isolate yourself so that you don't give it to anyone else. Because you might say to yourself, I'm a young, spry person. I'll be fine. But that doesn't mean you won't come into contact with an elderly person or, or a young child whose immune system isn't just there yet. So be courteous, quarantine yourself if you are suspect that you might have it, and try not to go to the emergency room. Call your doctor and see if what they advise you do. It's it's an interesting you know situation. Obviously, very scary situation is, is the word I should use. I mean, I I mean, how old were we when 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 the SARS thing happened? That was what like two thousand three or something. We were young, and I remember. It was this. It was this mass media frenzy, and it wound up not ever really affecting me, of course. And the thank, thank God, that's true. But I, it's hard for me to reconcile kind of that approach to these viral crazes because there have been others, right? There was avian flu, and there was swine flu, the, which you know, I had. Mad cow, you had swine flu. I Get did. I had swine flu. Me and my dad both had swine flu. We were actually on a flight back in the day when that was going around. And there was a confirmed case on our flight. And then we also both got really sick and it was confirmed swine flu. So that was that was a super fun, like, couple weeks, I think it was. It was like a bonding experience. Oh, no. Like, I remember at least the first week I was pretty much knocked on my butt. Like, I, I think I slept for days. It was it was not a fun time, I will say. Definitely regret not being more hygienic, I guess. If there was a way I could have prevented it, I definitely would go back. But, like, now I have a badge of honor. Survived swine. I guess the point I was trying to make is that it's it's tough because like none of those things have affected me at all. One one iota. So when I see this new viral, I don't want to call it a viral trend because that sounds ridiculous. But like when you see this new 
hyped up virus like my first thought is like give me a break but then you see the numbers and you and you hear more of the facts and i've heard a lot more of the facts from from nerd bomber who is keeping a, a close eye on the whole thing but it, it, it is super scary and, and that's what that's why i say um just to be cautious because you know punks like you that are invincible that are oh, going to be punk, the one that yeah. spread it to everybody Oh yeah, I'm a carrier. I like my girlfriend got sick last week and we're not we're still not sure like I may have just been a carrier and given it to her. Like cuz I mean, who knows? But we don't know how she got sick. We'll never know. But I tend to have a very strong immune system. Not that I'm banking on that, of course, but I don't know. It is like when you when you read the news articles, I as a as a movie fan, I often get the feeling too of like this is how this is how movies start, you know? It's not a good feeling. Uh, I mean, it is. It's kind of crazy because now more than ever, we live in such an internationally connected world that when you think about like an outbreak or something, like it's inevitable that it's going to spread. It's just how well people can quarantine it and how well people respond to it. But like I said, like it's also way more likely that you'll hear about it, too. Right. The other side of the coin is that there were probably things like this that would happen 50 years ago that we wouldn't even know about across, across the world. Going back to I think Ebola was the last one. But that never really hit America, and I, I I remember people freaking out, but not as it was much as super this. mild. That was that was last year, wasn't it, or two years ago? It was super yeah. mild. I barely I barely even remember it. But I know, like even swine flu was really big. I feel like it hit my community back then pretty hard. Like there were a decent number of cases yeah. of swine flu, and the fear in the people is nothing like what we're seeing now. And I think that's a lot due to a just accessibility with social media to all of these different news sources. And a lot of them aren't even news sources. Like, man, I'm seeing some crazy stuff on Twitter and these are completely unverified sources. And I'm just like, I don't know. You might want to fact check that because people are spreading some crazy stuff. I will say yeah, if you guys some stuff. If you guys go on social media, like obviously it's good to be informed. It's good to be prepared. But don't work yourself up into like a huge tizzy. Obviously, use your critical thinking skills. See if a source is reliable or not. Like if you see someone saying like the end is coming, obviously might not be a good source. Make sure there's scientifically backed information that you're getting. And just if you are worried, prepare accordingly. I wouldn't say necessarily go out and like build a bomb shelter. But if you are that worried about it, what's an extra week's worth of food going to hurt you? Yeah, Worst I mean, case scenario, it, you're going to eat it in a month anyway. And you've said it, uh, I think both of you have said it uh, uh, at least once at this point, but we don't want to, we're not trying to fear monger. We just, again, thought this was something that we should, we should talk about. And, you know, I guess me saying that this is how movies start is not a good way to not fear monger. But yeah, I, I, you're actually, you're not the only person that I know that had the swine flu. So that one must have like really, like actually hit. I know yeah, the one was, that I always, there was a lot of people in our area who had swine flu. The one that I remember is SARS because like places were actually locked down and that was like a it was treated uh, I I think it, based on my memory and this might be just you know through the the lens of when again when I was like 11 or 12 years old but it seemed like people took it a lot more seriously uh, whereas swine flu was like oh you got swine flu good luck with that you know it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't like that with, with SARS and it's certainly not like that with coronavirus. I will say with this one, the one thing, and I can't tell if it's encouraging or scary, so I'm just kind of not making an opinion either way, is this is the first time we've ever seen such a drastic reaction to something. And it could be just that they're being prepared in China and they're shutting down these cities so that it doesn't spread and reach the level of SARS. Or it could be that it's worse than we think. But maybe I'm like kindly in the middle where I'm not leaning either way. 
but I think it's it's just very unprecedented to see yeah, it, shutdowns of that scale. It's, also, it's, can I just note, and please. maybe this is my ignorance of like global geography, and I knew China was super populated, but it's shocking to me that there is a city out there in Wuhan that is that populated. I think they said they have 9 million people, and I'd never heard of it before. That's insane. Well, and that's that. That's a good way to to kind of put the t- tamp down the fear mongering and put things in perspective. So I, I mentioned before, eight thousand people total across the world infected and however many dead, hundreds thirty something. In the grand scheme, I mean, obviously it's horrible that that's happened, but in the grand scheme of things, in a city of nine million people, maybe they have a lid on it. Like it, it's scary to read this stuff. Like you said, it's scary to read the reactions. But like you said, maybe they're just taking appropriate precautions, and you know. Everything's going to be fine. Either way, uh, as as has been said by a few of us so far, just you know, take take the appropriate precautions. Don't no need to, no need to freak out. Uh, the League of Legends people aren't freaking out. So if that's any indication, let's talk about something more uh, more positive than any of the things that we've talked about so far. How about that? That would um, be a welcome reprise from this very doom and gloom episode so far. Yeah, no no, no more doom, no more gloom for the rest of the episode. Let's talk about Atari. Everyone knows about Atari. Atari came out with those great 1970s video games that were surprisingly difficult in spite of the very simple control scheme. Uh, A lot of nostalgia there. They are now opening their own chain of branded hotels. Uh, The first one in Phoenix, Arizona will start construction in the early fall, and it's slated to be finished in about two years. The hotels will feature spaces for virtual reality and augmented reality, streaming studios for games and venues for throwing esports events, a lot of it's going to be retro styled. It says here specifically that uh, others could be inspired by Ready Player One, which actually is a movie that I fell asleep during. Not that great. So these these hotels are slated for uh, Phoenix, which I already mentioned, Las Vegas, Denver, Chicago, Austin, Seattle, San Francisco, and San Jose. It's worth noting before we before we kind of break down and talk about this that in 2013 the U.S. arm of Atari filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> I'm not sure which part of Atari is doing this. Maybe like, I don't know, the Japanese part or the French part or something. The point is these are happening. So I, I guess I, we can just open it up now and, and tactic. What, where's your head on this? Where's your heart? So the thing that intrigued me most of all is um, along with these different spaces and things like that, they touted that it will be also used for renting out for children's birthday parties. And I'm curious about that one because how would that work? I, if I had a bunch of kids, I would not rent a hotel room for them. And, well, it might be like like hotels have like like it, it mentioned esports. I mentioned esports venues too. So like maybe there's just like like a lock-in uh, conference center. It's, it could be that, or it even could be. I mean, think about hotels that have restaurants. Just put a Chuck E. Cheese in the ground floor of a hotel. You could have kids' parties there. I mean, it'll be it'll obviously be more involved than that. I'm sure, but. I think that would be the general premise. Just yeah, another way to make money. They're trying to make these things into destinations. So like I'm reading here that they're going to have um, like a VR and AR room. They're going to have full arenas for esports events, which I'll, I have a comment on that later. They're also going to have like meeting rooms, co-work spaces, bars, bakeries, a movie theater, restaurants, and like playrooms. So they're going to be complexes, basically. Yeah, they'll probably be renting out playrooms and stuff, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. 
I think the company, this is a, a direct quote from The Verge. The company says it'll be a destination for families and business travelers, which lends itself to a hilarious image of a businessman trying to print something in the meeting room while a Fortnite tournament happens in the next room. I mean, hilarious, yes. The future, also yes, I, I would argue. I think this is a super cool idea. I, I'm I'm skeptical just based on the on the scale of it. I, I, I do think tactic well I did try to address your concerns I think they're valid I think if you try and make this into too many things at once it's not going to do any any of those things very effectively yes that's precisely um, what I was saying yeah I, I I mean yeah I I think if they maybe kept the scale at like we're gonna make a bunch of really cool hotels like it, honestly if you opened a hotel and you put an Atari in every room like that's all I would, like. Okay, the theming would be cool too. But like, if you just had an, if you opened the Atari hotel and it was just every room had an Atari in it, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. And if the hotel was reasonably priced, that would just be one other thing that I would consider when choosing a hotel. You know, obviously this is this is a much grander idea than that. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like, at this scale, what big demonstrations they could do that could turn out to be really cool. I mean, maybe down the line, like. E3 would be hosted here or something, you know, I, I don't know how big they're thinking. Well, I think um, this is cool really idea, interesting. Though. This kind of gives a platform for esports because right now esports for the most part, like there are a few arenas built, but there aren't that many and esports is just emerging in popularity. I feel like it's one of those industries that year upon year just continues to grow and there's always new esports being announced, like new games that people are really focused on. Um, I mean, even the Fortnite World Championships, the amount of money that came in to that tournament was just insane. And I think there really hasn't been any kind of arena set up yet for esports specifically. And if Atari and well, I, I do have to point out, they don't actually own the hotel. They've just licensed their name to the hotel. So they'll only be getting like 5%, I believe it was of the hotel revenue. Uh, that um, makes much more sense. But if, if this hotel conglomerate can leverage and kind of turn their hotels into the eSport destination in all of these different cities, imagine then you would have eSports teams popping up as a home base in each of the, what was it, eight cities that this thing is planning to be built in? I mean, uh-huh. you could have an eSport league with a contract in your hotels for X amount of years, and then it's pretty much guaranteed revenue at that point. Right. It is, and to it- me though, like Atari's kind of strange. Like... If you would have told me it was Sony, like a PlayStation themed hotel or an Xbox themed hotel or even Nintendo, I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But like Atari, what what is you doing between this well, and, and their other console they've been working on? Like, what are you doing, Atari? Well, and when we have we, I'm trying to think, I don't think we've talked about the Nintendo theme park on the podcast. We've almost talked about it a couple of times, but, but. I think it might be interesting to, as we continue to see these companies branch out beyond the screen and say, as, especially for companies like Nintendo that like have so much IP that they can, you know, make a theme park. But but even companies like Atari, who it could be really, really smart, right, for them to say, yeah, people know us for video games, even though we weren't very successful in that. Actually, I think Atari started as a different company. I can't remember what they made. Um, incidentally, Nintendo started as a playing card company. But my to get back to my point... My point is that if you're Atari, it's probably really smart to say, we're going to try and use what little video game clout we have to get it on the ground floor of this esports industry, create these venues where people will come to watch an esports event and then guess where they're going to stay afterwards. Oh, well, the arena is attached to this hotel. We have all these cool rooms that should appeal to you because you're presumably someone who's very interested in video gaming. Another big question that, of course, we're way too early to, to know is what the price point is. 
because I also am not sure that people who are going to esports events are going to be super flush with cash. <laughs> but it's it's certainly an interesting idea. I'm I'm trying to access like what little knowledge I have of Atari games to think about what potential room themes there would be. Was was Space Invaders Atari? Yes. Yeah, I think it was yeah. that and what like Pong. Pong was well, Centipede. Google Atari games, honestly. That's true. Um. Yeah. P- p- uh, so Pong, of course. Uh, Pac Man, Breakout, Mario Brothers, uh, E.T., which was actually the worst game of all time. Oh, I would right. stay. I would love to stay in an E.T. room. Why are they considered to be one of the worst games of all time? Centipede, Space Invaders, Galaga, Asteroids. That's another big one. Um, so this is this is kind of what I mean is that like, and granted, some of those are, are Nintendo IP. Like I see Donkey Kong and Super Mario Brothers on here, but like I hope there a lot is of an it, ET room, and in the in the room they have a tread, uh, not a treadmill, a stationary bicycle with him in the basket, and you just sit there and you can work out in your room. That would, that would be, be fantastic. Amazing. Just saying. Like I yeah. forget these hotels. I want that for my house. Have you ever seen anyone? E-bike. Have you ever watched anyone play the game? The ET game? No, the ET but game. we it's went to a wild. retro game con, and who was it? The Angry Video Game Nerd. I think he had a whole movie that we watched there. It like premiered there, and it was based on ET as the worst video game ever. It's just like all, all you do is well, so you're ET, of course, and you walk around and you just fall into holes. And you're looking for pieces of your telephone. And there's like an FBI agent that like kind of chases you at one point, but he really just kind of like waddles. It's wild. Like you should look up, if you're listening right now and you're curious, go look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's a million videos making fun of it. In spite of it being the worst game of all time, though, it would be a great theme for for a hotel room, if only because of what Tactic just described. Now, granted, there are licensing issues up the yin-yang there. I'm sure with whoever, whatever studio owns ET. But I mean, things like Missile Command and Atari and uh, Asteroids and and Pong, you know, like I think a lot of those, if not most of those, are actual IPs that Atari owns, and they could. I mean, there's so much you could do with that. Like, imagine staying in a Missile Command room and just like playing Missile Command like on the wall. Like, I I would imagine there must be some component of these themed rooms that would just involve like, okay, now you've seen you're sitting in this themed room that has all these cool thematic elements. Now you can just play the game here. Well, it would kind of be like staying in one of the themed hotels in Disney World. Like, what was it? All-star movies and all-star... All-star music and... Music yeah, and stuff sports. down in Disney World. I mean, you're walking around and there's these larger-than-life or life figurines of all of your favorite movies and sports and music. I right. only ever stayed at the movies once. So I can't speak to the other two. But, like, seeing the giant 101 Dalmatian and the life-size car rc car from toy story like that was super cool could you imagine like just like walking around this hotel lobby and seeing stuff like that that'd be sweet you know what i'm most excited to see the themed beverages and i'm talking liquor folks okay go on do you are you do you have ideas or are you just you just want to go there and get a drink well going back to et the first this is just the first thing that pops in my head if there was like a glowing finger in my drink that'd be i I, no, that'd be creepy but i I drink it i would drink it i would i would enjoy it but I think I think the the possibilities are endless. I mean, we ever since the advent of Baby Yoda, we've seen all sorts of Baby Yoda martinis, which right. look delicious. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, the hotel bar would be crazy. But like, imagine too, you, you decide you're going to stay at this hotel, and you're like, okay, now I have to pick which room I want, and like you're you're deciding between like asteroids and missile command, and then like and like it's probably very much it probably would be very much like the Disney situation where they're all pretty much the same, but you would get a choice of of theme and like you, you would be deciding like okay which game will, will i want to play the most or the longest 
or if you don't want to be cooped up in your room and like glued to your room the whole time you might be like all right i need a game that's not going to draw my attention too much so it's just like it adds a whole element to the hotel experience which probably will draw people I, i mean again this is still in the early going but i'll be curious to see how this pans out i think it's a pretty cool idea I honestly wonder why there aren't like like taking this idea and, t- and making it even bigger and being like, okay, we're gonna make a movie hotel. That like you stay in this hotel, you pick a movie, and you're staying in that movie's room. You know, like you pick a like you said, you pick the ET room, you, you ride the stationary bike, you pick the psycho room when you're in the shower, someone tries to kill you. You know, yeah, like, so, I would not st- stay there. Stuff like that. Um, if you stay in the Jurassic Park room, you can't sleep because the dinosaurs are so loud. You know, stuff like that. It'd be an interesting experience. It'd also probably be super expensive, though, which is probably why it doesn't happen. In any case, um, it doesn't super say here. Uh, well, I guess I, I guess I mentioned uh, two years from now is when. Uh, well, the construction starting in early fall on the on the first hotel in Phoenix, Arizona, and should be finished in about two years. So we will be on the lookout for that. Um, in the meantime, we are going to now take our short break. But before we do, uh, I want to, of course, shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Chuckness, as I, as I do each episode. So, uh, Ben has uh, given us a lot of input, uh, in the past, well, gosh, he's probably been supporting us for close to a year now, if not over a year. And he supports us at the highest of our three levels of Patreon support, which is the night level. So being a supporter on the night level gets him uh, a producer credit on every episode. It gets him, uh, input into our secrets or our secret segment, our game segment at the end of every show. And uh, it gets him this shout out that I'm doing right now. And of course, uh, it also gets him access to our monthly secret segment and our monthly vlog. However, if you do not want to support us at the highest level, uh, we would love any support we could get. Uh, So our second level uh, gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And then our third level gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So if you are interested in helping us out, uh, we would obviously super appreciate that. And for more of the details, you can head on over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, right now we'll swing it on over to some of our friends and we'll be right back. Being a nerd as an adult can be difficult. Life gets a little busy to constantly be staying up to date with nerd culture. Let's see. There's work. Life. Bills, stress, relationships, kids. So you wish you could just turn something on during your hectic life that would keep you up to date at the push of a button. Look no farther than the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. Here on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, we enlighten, educate, and entertain with all things nerd. We discuss, debate, and break it down on what's going on in nerd culture from the past, present, and future. And you know the cool part? We're 30. So we bring it to you in a less hectic way and easily accessible through your favorite podcast platform. But no worries, you don't have to be 30 to enjoy the show. So relax and keep up to date with us as we bring you nerd news you need to know, but don't have time to go searching for. So come nerd out with us at the 30 and Nerdy Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you cast your pod. Cheers to you, nerds. All right, welcome back. Um, Before we move into... uh, the penultimate section of our show where we talk about what we've been up to. Uh, we also felt uh, in the interest of keeping up with the news that we should talk a little bit about the Grammys. Now uh, it's come to light that none of us have watched the Grammys. Um, I, I, in general, award shows are just tough for me. I, mean, I, I feel like we've talked about the Grammys before. We've definitely talked about the Oscars before. I don't watch any of them anymore because I just don't have the time. Um, but 
the big news of this year's Grammys, uh, Billie Eilish uh, took uh, home the four, well, I don't want to say the four biggest awards, but four of the most, more the more important awards, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, uh, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. Um, there's only one person in history that has also done uh, done that, taken home those four awards. And I can't remember the name of the guy right now. I don't have it in front of me. Um, needless to say, it's a big deal. Uh, other big winners, uh, best pop solo performance went to Lizzo. Uh, best pop duo slash group performance, of course, went to Lil Nas for Old Town Road. Uh, best pop vocal album again went to Billie Eilish. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, do you guys have you listened to much Billie Eilish yourselves? Here and there, I must say, I guess it it doesn't really click with me. Like I think she's a great singer, but it's just not my style of music. Some of her songs I do enjoy. Others, I don't, especially like when they randomly have Justin Bieber and it doesn't seem to fit, but that's just me, but good for her. I like, like my, I think my mental block with Billie Eilish is that I think one of the first times, cause bad guy was her song that, that won and that's mm-hmm. like her most popular song. I, when I first heard that song, I think the first time I heard it, or at least the first time I heard it knowingly, I was watching the music video. And if you've ever watched the music video for that song, it is messed up with a capital M. She like gets a bloody nose during it and just is like, whatever. And that's like, it's like part of the artistic nature of it, I guess. I don't know, but it kind of like soured me to Billie Eilish like right away. Um, but clearly she's a big deal. Uh, her brother also helped write and produce a lot of the songs. So kind of a family win um, for them. I do love Lizzo. I will say that. I was happy to see the Lizzo one. Same. Uh, truth hurts is is an absolute banger um there's almost no other song that you can throw on and almost universally have every single people bop to it every single people bops. I, i'll you know i'll stand, stand by, by it. it i'll stand, stand by, by it. it words um I, I when i think of like the biggest song of the year and, and granted unprompted i don't know what i would say but like looking at these results for me it has to be old town road like like i heard old town road one thousand billion times and you know what it's not bad <laughs> like my it's not the kind of music i freaking loves it everyone loves it it's 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 not the kind of music that i go in for i don't i don't mind it uh my girlfriend loves it she will dance to it whenever it comes on um i've just had an idea and i'm just going to announce for my next video vlog I'm going to have Nerd Bomber put together a playlist where I'm going to resist, quote, bopping to songs. And for every bop, you will see my expression. That is what I will be doing. How long Locking is this video going to... I guess how long the video is is going to depend on how many times you bop. It's not going to be full songs. It's just going to be once bopped, okay, next song. If no bop happens within the first, I don't know, 30 seconds of the song, we move on. Do you think... Uh, nerd bomber that you can put together an effective bot playlist i can probably help you out with that i 110 percent could put together a really good bot list that he would find irresistible bring it on it would just be old town road 20 times in a row <laughs> and you'd bop every time um maybe one or two truth hurts also, i wouldn't shout out because to... i butchered the lyrics of that song when i first heard it and thought it was totally a different message he thought it was dirty I mean, honestly, at this in this day and age of music, that's a, that's a pretty fair assumption. I thought he was saying he was going to take his horse to the hotel room 
And I was like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what indeed. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on that. It also won Best Music Video, which I've only seen bits and pieces of the music video, but it's pretty much what you can imagine, what you would imagine. Um, Michelle Obama also uh, won a Grammy. Shout out to her. Uh, there's a lot of other results here, but I, 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 f- I feel like... Uh, I didn't watch the show and and if you care about the Grammys you probably know everyone that won and you may have watched some of the performances on the show I know I think it was Tyler the Creator had a really big performance I know Aerosmith performed and they were terrible um how about this if you watch the Grammys and you want us to be aware of any particular performance or moment in the show hit us up on the Twitter sphere guys. We're all on Twitter. Uh, I am at OW legal 86. We have at OW tactic and at OW nerd bomber, as well as our main account at online warriors one. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so go hit us up there. We'll talk to you about the Grammys and we'll go watch stuff that you tell us to watch. Um, let's talk about what we've been up to. Um, besides, besides not watching the Grammys, uh, nerd bomber do you want to start us off today all right so one of the biggest things that finally happened was that i finally finished astral astral chain i know i've been talking about that both on the podcast and on twitter finally put the nail in that coffin i think i ended up playing around it was like 25 hours and change and i will say besides some like pacing issues it it did get a little weird i did write a sort of rant on twitter about this where like there would be a really epic boss fight and then you'd go and like hunt for someone's cat on the streets of the city and it just felt like kind of weird with some of the side missions and the pacing issues but overall i think i might have skipped that one i think oh, that was when i got frustrated and the then i cat's just like still out there dude oh. i had so i saved multiple cats in this game i had a whole hideout and bunker of cats that i saved. that sound a, sounds a little bit so, uneven it it was a really fun game i think the ip was really good the story was interesting the graphics were amazing the music was great i felt like the music was super fitting um it was, some parts felt a little drawn out but overall like the boss fights were super epic it was a lot of fun to play so i definitely think if you guys have a switch would definitely recommend playing that game and then the other thing that i found out over this past week is that i tried to watch serial killer shows and i can't do that you can't that, handle it it's just nightmare fuel i don't like it why why is that a thing on netflix why is that a genre i know a lot of people like that stuff but like true crime is huge right now and, Dude, and also in the podcast world for what it's worth There's, like every other podcast besides ours is about true crime but it's so scary why why do you want to know about that i don't i just want to live in my blissful little bubble of not knowing about that i think people it's probably like pretty similar well, i don't know what it's similar to but i think people probably watch it there's like a certain element of it that's like you watch it and you're like well at least i'm not as messed up as that guy you know what i mean <laughs> probably hey, come on tell me tell me you haven't watched a show like that where you've been like well at least I haven't killed anybody. My <laughs> life's a train wreck, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's just me, but but it's it's. I think there are at least some people out there who watch shows like that for that self affirmation of like I'm doing okay. You know, I I can understand that for movies uh, shows like My Six Hundred Pound Life. Like I'll sit that there same eating exact like concept. Same eating exact popcorn concept. and throwing back chips. Like huh, that is unexcusable. But, like, my 600-pound life is not something that could feasibly, like, look through my back window and peek at me. You know what I mean? It, oh, it could happen. 
I hope not. I hope one of you guys would put a stop to it before I hit 600 pounds. No, I'm saying a 600 pound serial killer. <laughs> oh my could, God. <laughs> could look through your back window. So you should be on the lookout for that. Now um, I am straight up haunted. Which one did you did you watch? If you don't mind my asking. I dabbled. I tried a few. I was like, okay, this one's too scary. Maybe I'll try a lesser scary one. And I just, I couldn't do it. Did you try the Aaron Hernandez? That's not really a serial killer one. It's more of like a true, just like straight up true crime kind of thing. Did you try that you know, one? No, I did not. But I've actually heard decent things about that. And that one's yeah. a little bit less scary. That's more just like how the system messed this guy up. Right? Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably more about mental health than anything. It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Um, in any case, that's good to know about the, about the serial killers. I mean, there is so much of it on Netflix. It's crawling with serial killer content, if that's your kind of thing. I mean, yeah. So if you want to relate to me on that level, just know it will never happen because I can't do it. Sorry. Well, even like, and, and granted, I'm a huge Dexter fan. So like there is part of me that enjoys watching stuff like that. But like this show you that's out now. Have you guys watched this show? No. It's like this crazy. It's creepy. Everyone it, loves right. it, but like, no. I'm it's like, super I guess it would make me glad I'm not dating. I don't understand the appeal of like people seem to be empathizing with this 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 guy. I think his name is Joe on the internet because he's just like he's like following people around, and it's like, why are you empathizing with that? Anyways, that's that's a tangent for another time. But uh, good to know that you you tried some of these shows they weren't for you but you came out on the other side um tactic so this past weekend i watched a movie called yesterday and everything i'm about to tell you isn't super spoilery because you can get it from the trailer but in a nutshell this movie is about um a kid who is kind of a starving musician and one day he gets hit by a bus and then wakes up and no one has ever heard of the Beatles, like at all. They they just simply don't exist. So in an effort to further his music career, he takes these songs on as his own and it becomes disgustingly famous and spreads the music that is the Beatles. I have to say, this is a truly feel-good movie. Um, if you weren't ever a Beatles fan... You, it'll give you the opportunity to become one. If you are a Beatles fan, it is very appreciative of, of the way that they kind of honored them. They lots of bops praised them. I I was bopping. I was even singing along in, in a lot of them. And even some, I looked over at Nerd Bomber and said, "You don't know that song? Who are you?" It was like one song in passing, and it, they didn't even play it. It was just like a lyric. I didn't know. Maybe does it still wow. counts? Who even are you? Yeah, but awesome movie i truly recommend it um it's not really available for through any streaming service you have to purchase it unfortunately but like i said if you're a beatles fan not a beatles fan it's a total feel-good movie and you will be in a good mood when it is over yeah it, that one was on my summer list and it just it was one of those ones that kind of just slipped through the cracks so uh, i've been meaning to check it out it might be like a like a red box situation if it ever hits red box i don't know it may have already hit red box um i watched a movie uh i watched marriage story which you can stream on netflix um this movie is up for best picture as well as best actor best actress best supporting actress and best original screenplay and best score so it's up for a lot of uh, oscars which is really uh, being honest the main reason i watched it but it also got of course really good reviews um i i am a fan of adam driver and i have to say this movie was really fantastic uh 
definitely in the upper half of the best picture nominees that I've seen this year. Uh, super well written, super well acted. There's some like, it's obviously really heartbreaking because it's a movie about divorce, um, but it has, it has some lighter moments as well. And I just, I would recommend it to, to pretty much anyone. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, the only other thing that I have to update you guys on, uh, I think last week I mentioned that I have finished control and I was getting ready to move on to uh, an oldie but a goodie, Metroid Prime, uh, on my good old GameCube, which uh, you guys got for me for one of my birthdays. So thank you for that. Um, I think I'm a, I think I'm already over 50% of the way through the game. I mean, I know all the game's nooks and crannies at this point, so I'm cruising through it, but I'm having an absolute blast. It, it holds up. It's an amazing game. Uh, Metroid Prime. If, if you guys haven't played it and you have access to a GameCube or a Wii, because there's also a Metroid Prime trilogy on the Wii, um go check it out for sure uh if if and when because i feel like it probably will at some point if it comes out on the switch uh the metroid prime trilogy like remastered or anything it's going to be a day one buy for me uh after i finish metroid prime i'm probably going to play metroid prime 2 and i can't wait for that either because they're just some of the best games i've ever played honestly maybe my favorite games of all time i still have never played them they're they're so so it's it's there's sh- it's a shooter technically but it's really more of like a a platformer adventure there there are like kind of puzzly parts yeah i was going to say there's a lot of puzzles in them too which which you guys know that's what i enjoy there there there's puzzly parts there's there's a fair amount of shooting there's some really great boss battles um it's it's a very explory explory game and and there's a lot of like if, if you're not a fan of backtracking you're not going to like it because there's a lot of like, oh, I just got this new ability. I have to go back to this one room that I couldn't jump on top of this thing because I didn't have the ability and I'll go up there and get something else. And it's it's a lot of stuff like that, but it's like the most satisfying form of box checking I can think of. So um, I like I said, I recommend it to anyone and everyone. Definitely the best game I ever played on the GameCube and, and maybe ever. So I'll be continuing on with that for the time being. Uh, I just realized I also started a new show. You guys ever watched Six Feet Under? No, I actually heard a lot about that, but that that wasn't a very long show, right? It was only a couple seasons, maybe? Five, I think. it was. It's an HBO show, so I'm, okay. I'm watching it on HBO Go without commercials, which is amazing. Um, it's pretty good so far. It's very unique. It's like a dark, it's like dark comedy for a lot of it. Um, also, a lot of like really great character-driven drama, so I'm only three episodes into that, but it's going pretty well so far. Speaking of the silver screen, let's talk about Fantasy Movie League. Oof, uh, let's not. And how we this past week it. went. Let's talk about it. Uh, so, Tactic, you actually did not win this week. Uh, you seem excited. Well. You did quite well. You came in second place. Uh, first place this week goes to our good friend Hipster Pop Geek, who came in with 104 million, playing Bad Boys twice, Star Wars three times, Knives Out another three times. Uh, and he has a little star next to him, which I assume means he won, but it might also mean something really good, like he was in the top 100 or something. Uh, Tactic, you nailed down second place. Uh, you played Doolittle, which I think was probably your main mistake, uh, but still second place. What was your uh, main we, mistake? Back off, punk. My Yeah, I'll tell you my, my main mistake when I get down to number 10. Uh, you finished with 93 million, a very respectable 93 million. Mecha Yoda at 90 million. Devin Reed at also 90 million florida hawk at 89 secret asian man at 82 and a half a nerd bomber with a half full cineplex still coming in at 68 so honestly for not Shocker. setting your lineup pretty damn good uh seventh place 
Our good friend Ben Shackness bet hard on The Gentleman, that new Guy Ritchie movie, and it appears to not have panned out exactly the way he wanted it to. So he comes in with $65 million. Spitfire, uh, 32 with $52 million. And then rounding out the top 10, I squeaked in there with just about $12 million. <laughs> So um, looking at the overall, I'm not going to read the entire overall rankings, but Tectic still sits atop the leaderboard with uh, $424.5 million. Hipster Pop Geek in a close second with 417 Nerd Bomber fell out of second. I think you were in second until this past week. You yeah. are now at thir- $392 Florida Hawk at 387 and Devin Reed at 376 rounds out the top five. I am down at 10th place for those that are curious, but you really shouldn't be at this point because I've never really been particularly good at at setting my lineup and and being good at this. If you want to join us, uh, you can head on over to fantasymovieleague.com and look up our league, which is the Online Warriors podcast. It's a locked league, but the password is podcast all lowercase. It's a lot of fun. You get to... uh, select movies to put in your cineplex every week based on a, a budget of movies that you have and whoever gets the highest box office earnings uh gets their name set on the podcast for one so if that's your cup of tea then head on over and check it out as for right now i believe one of you has a quiz for us i just know it's not me because i lost again last week yes i do so following the the theme of the grammys our quiz this week as decided by our patreon producer ben is based upon Grammys trivia. So we're going to do this one going back to the Price is Right style where you have to try not to bust. This is all numbers-based trivia about the Grammys. So are you guys ready to go? Yep. I'm hyped. Let's do it. Let's dive right into this. So we'll have Tectic start the first question to give Illegal a little bit of an advantage going into the first question just because you haven't won in so long. So I just want to... As you know, uh, yeah, I need that advantage desperately. Yeah, I just want to get that one off as soon as possible. So the first question is, what was the first year of the Grammys? I'm going to go 1984. Okay, Illegal. was, was way before that. How did bust rules work? If I go too early, I bust, I would assume. Uh, no, if you go too late, you would bust. So oh, then, say it then, was say yeah, it was I'm, 2019 and you said 2020, that would be a bust. Yeah, I'm going to say like 1960. Oh, wow. Okay, you both busted. The first yeah. year was actually in 1959. Wow. You were Are you kidding me? by one year. Like this... part of me wants to give that to you, but like... No, I don't want it. I don't want rules. it. Okay. What a horrible day. Just let's keep going. Let's keep going. The next question is, how old was the youngest person ever to be nominated for a Grammy? And you'll get a bonus point if you know who this person is. Okay. Uh, Well, I feel like I know who the person was. So I'm going to say that first. This was Shirley Temple. And she was seven years old. Okay, Tactic, what have you got? No idea who it is. And I'm going to go... Shirley Temple, dude. I'm going to go eight years old because I'm a jerk. Okay, so... It was not Shirley Temple, and this winner was 12 years old, and it was Billy Gilman. I don't know who that is. All right, so you have a point, Tectic. I have no points. I'm still in this. Shirley Temple, was she even a singer? I think she sang in movies, but she played Yeah, I think she was like a movie star. I don't think she was so much of a solo singer. Because she sang that song about animal crackers that I love so much. Wasn't that in Annie, maybe? No. Shirley Temple wasn't an Annie. Give me a hang on. I, I don't know. You she keep was, going. I'm she look was curly haired. I don't know. 
Okay, so the next question is, prior to this year, with Billie Eilish winning in all four major categories, including Best New Artist, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year, how many other artists have won all four major categories, not necessarily in the same year, but over the spans of their entire careers? Oh. Ooh. Okay, so Tactic, you're first. I'm going to go six. Animal Crackers in My Soup was a song introduced by Shirley Temple in the movie Curly Top in 1935. Close enough. Um, she had curly hair. Whatever. She wrote she, she wrote music. I'll say that much. Or she, I don't know if she wrote it, but she she sang a lot. Cause they, there's a whole compilation album of Shirley Temple. Anyways, you said six. I think it's more than that. I'm going to say ten. Okay, so according to my source, it's actually only two. Christopher Cross was the one artist who won them all in one year in 1981. That was who you were looking for earlier, but I didn't want to yeah. tip my hand on the trivia question. And right. the other one was Adele. She won Best New Artist in 2009, and then she swept the other categories for album, record, and song of the year three years later. How did, my girl, how did my girl Beyonce not win all four? I don't and, know. It's a question for me to ponder uh, off the air. In any case, I'm I still have zero busted, points. Though. I still have zero points, and you still have one point, so I'm still in it. Okay, I'm going to throw this one back to that first year of the Grammys. In 1959, the first year of the Grammys, how many awards were given out? Uh, it, this was a bare-bones situation. I'm, it, it was, it was uh, six awards. Tactic, what say you? I'm going to go 12. All right, so Tectic gets a point in here. It was 28 awards. Uh, what? So illegal How many are you giving out now? Undershot. I think quite a few. Apparently. I think 28. there's... I think it's at least double that. I could be I wrong. Didn't even, I didn't even know that there were 28 Grammys given out now. That it was like 20. Well, I think there's like minor Grammys that don't necessarily make the headlines, but like for best arrangements and producers, yeah, maybe, that, that, I don't know. They, they're like, they're not even like on the announced on the show. They're just like back scene backstage. Yeah. See, this is going about as well as the, the past. How, how many, how long has it been since I've won a quiz? I feel like it's been a hot it's minute. It's quite a while. You got to start playing dirty. Do I'm the plus the, one strategy. I'm, go, I'm going for the record for longest, longest drought. How many questions we have left? Cause so now, right it's, now it's two nothing. I have three questions left and you have to it. get them all right to win. Can't wait. In what year was rap first introduced as a Grammy category? Ooh, I got this. It was first introduced as a Grammy Grammy category in 1995. Oh, it was earlier than that. Uh, but see, I don't want to bust. So, I've, like, from a strategy standpoint, I'm going to say like 1970 because I know that that's earlier. I know it's way off, but. I think you busted hey, tactic. You finally get a point. It's 1989. Yeah. So now I was going to say 88. 88 was my real answer, but I, I was afraid it was too close to busting. So, I, okay. So I'm on the board. I didn't get whitewashed. That's all I care about. All right. The next question. The record for the most Grammys won by a woman is what? And a bonus point. If you can tell me who she was. Slash uh, is. Uh, she I, she's probably still alive. I don't know. I go first with this one. Um, boy, I have no idea who this is. I, I, I'm going to say most Grammys. I'm going to say an even 12. And you seem confused about how alive this person was, which I feel like is a big hint. Uh, yeah, I realized when I said that, I was like, ooh, that, that was a big hint. Um, 
how how could you be confused about whether this person's alive? I just I don't know who this person is. I'm sure she's actually quite young. I just don't know this person. Uh um man, who would you And considering that the first Grammys was in nineteen fifty nine, like she probably is still alive. Carol King. Let's see what I'm gonna say. Carol King. My girl Detective. Carol. What do you got? I'm gonna go fifteen and because I like to say her name, I'm just gonna say Adele. So it was 15 for Tectic and Illegal. You said 12? I said 12, yeah. Okay, so Tectic gets this one. It was Alison Krauss, and she has a whopping 27 Grammy wins. Apparently, she was a bluegrass slash country singer. Probably still is. I just genuinely have no idea who this person is. So Alison Krauss is, is very much still alive. Uh, Thank you. She's, she's 48 years old. Now, this should go to show you. Grammys aren't everything. Because I have no idea who this person is. I have absolutely no clue. And she apparently has won the most Grammys in the world. Shout out to Alison Krauss. So I can't win now. Because it's now three to one and there's one question left. Yeah, you cannot win. Unfortunately, you go another week without hosting a trivia quiz. But I have one final question. This one is is a real stunner. This will show your knowledge of classic rock. How many Grammys did Led Zeppelin win? I'm going to, uh, well, I don't go first. I'm just going to try and make it close. That's my motivation for trying to get this right. I'm going to go with 15 again. Okay. I, this is a trick question. The answer is zero. Oh, he got it. I thought it was yeah, going to trick you guys. This, That's why I, I was, saved it for last. I knew it was going to be a trick question. Dang it. Imagine if I had been actually like in the possibility of winning, I would have crushed that. Oh, well. Why does that should have won a Grammy? Time. They should have won a Grammy, but I, I, that makes, I knew it was, it just had the feeling of a, of a trick question. Well, uh, Tactic, you are the Grammy master. Congratulations. Um, looking forward to whatever your quiz is going to be next week. Uh, hopefully I have a fighting chance. I, I, I feel like I should at this point just like give you advice on like what to make it about. Like I should, I should consult with Ben and be like, Ben, make it about like, I don't even know what I know. I've been about. studying all week. <laughs> Yeah, like I should just like study something rigorously all week and then like like just tell Ben like yeah, suggest this. Um if I win next week, now that now it's going to be shrouded in controversy, but I regret nothing. Uh we thank you all for joining us once again. Uh bit bit of a heavier episode this week, but uh I had a grand old time. I hope you guys did too. And um as I mentioned before, you can hit us all up on the social meds if you are so inclined. And in the meantime, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would be super uh, thrilled to see something there and, and to hear from, from anyone who's willing to leave their thoughts. So uh, we implore you to do that. Uh, in the meantime, have a great week and we'll talk to you all soon. See you next week. Yep.